Hello and welcome back once again to episode 24 of Bevies with the Boys. Last week, if you'll cast your minds back, we uh, did something of a 2021 retrospective. Very fun. No doubt gave lots of people uh, lots of things they need to catch up on. We got a message from a friend of ours, me and, sorry, uh, initial introductions. I'm Kieran, of course. This is Tom. Oh, Say hi, I'm Tom. Tom. I'm here. I'm here too. Um, Tom and I got a message from a good friend of ours saying that he'd heard of, uh, I think, two of the TV shows we mentioned in the entire episode. <laughs> so perhaps we were a little more um, out there than I initially thought. But hopefully, yeah, it gave people a good idea of some of the things they should uh, should have a little yeah. catch up on. You too can um, start a mega list at any point of your life. You can. Add all there of is nothing stopping you. Um, but as a sequel of sorts to that 2021 retrospective this time around this week and next week this is the bevies of the boys official first two-parter episode oh my goodness how exciting (laughs) um we are doing the i don't know what we'll call it really i suppose the things to watch out for in 2022 the the things on the horizon a little teaser there maybe for one of the things (laughs) um but before we begin all that i need to ask you tom how you doing? I haven't Hello. spoke to you much lately. How, how, how are you? Yeah, that's all right. Just busy. I've realised now we don't we don't talk about our lives on this podcast. We, just we don't. These, these, <laughs> this is a list of things to do now. We'll get back to the yeah. the nonsense and the ghost talk and the uh, yeah the the shenanigans soon the enough. But stuff. but people are here to, yeah. for one thing and one thing only, and that's oh. many things that are coming out this year. Exactly. Um, the definitive list. How was before we get into that? Actually, let's do, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. Um, how would you say? How would you say your your Christmas period was, Tom? We didn't really cover that last time. Uh, my Christmas period was fine. Lots of therapy inducing moments, which are always <laughs> fun when you're hanging out with family. Yeah, um, that's always a good uh, good start. I had my first spooky haunted experience of my life. Oh, I'm, right. I'm okay. Well, fuck all this core. 2022 stuff. I want to hear all about the spooky ghost I'll, talk. I'll start the spooky ghost talk. Um, let me, I, I feel like I need to lean in, really set the scene. Do some yeah, sort of on this audio medium. Music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, you can paint a mental picture quite easily. Of you leaning in. Yeah, pretty much. Just yep. imagine a person leaning forward in a chair. You've got it there. Um, so there I was. Dead of night. Nine o'clock in the evening. Oh my goodness! Uh, the scariest, <laughs> the, the the witch, the true witching hour. Some may say, I I had chills already just looking at the clock. I was. Were they multiplying? Oh, you mother! Were you losing control? <laughs> <laughs> this oh, is already being a grease yeah. boy. <laughs> oh, you're the full grease boy. So I've I'm never seen you without greasy your tonight. classic comb. <laughs> <laughs> anyway you got chills they were multiplying yeah. it's nine o'clock it's nine o'clock uh so there i am just locking i've told you before about my haunted haunted little mansion tour of a job um, <laughs> yeah and so i was just i was trudging up the stairs to lock up our sort of office area for where we put all like the, the safe stuff for the evening we don't want no burglarizing down here um mm. so i turned off all the lights downstairs because I was just going to pop up, lock up one door, come down, leave. Pretty simple criteria yes, for a do. night. Yeah. Um, some might say that's the whole locking up procedure. Uh, <laughs> so I, I lock the door and it's dead silent. And then I just hear from downstairs in the bar, I just hear a little <laughs> I'm like, what was that? What? Because that was, that was a child giggling and I did okay. not like that. You're the only uh, one in the building at this I'm point. I'm the only one in the building. I know for a fact I'm the only one in the building. 
Okay. And it can be it can be explained away with uh, multiple things. It could have been music playing in a speaker. It could have been uh, there's like a Airbnb on a journey wall could have been sound from there i prefer to believe it was a ghost child i got ghost childed uh, so i'd trudge on downstairs and then where i i i am like 90 percent sure everything was locked all the lights were off because i just needed to do one more job and i came back and it was like a brand new dawn of a day the lights were on everywhere everything was ready to go i was like what has happened here <laughs> christ this is uh just more reasons as to why i can never come back to your yeah, place of work I'm, <laughs> I'm just scaring you away from it so that happened uh okay so in a very calm and logical fashion i thrust my body against a wall to turn off light switches and just bolted I, I just, I've, I've seen enough horror movies i'm staying out of that i'm keeping away <laughs> I don't Christmas, like the spookiest time of it the is. year. <laughs> it could have been a Santa child. Well, because I, I didn't know this other fun fact of uh, the building that I work in. Right. Of We've got a picture of what it used to be like just outside because it's it's an old sort of Tudor town. Are you going to so tell you know, me there's a spooky little ghost boy in the There's a spooky picture. little ghost boy in the picture. Oh. There is, there is a bunch of kids holding hands and the one who we call John, who is the ghost who died in the fire in there, He's the only child who's like, a, it's like a deformed, blurry version of him. And you can oh. see every other child clearly. You can't see him at all. It You'll is, have to... Um, it's chilling. Yeah, we'll, we'll I will, have... I'll send it to you and I'll put it on the Insta as well. As yeah, story that's what I was about to Monday. say. We'll have, we'll have to put the picture up on Instagram so that people yeah. can see this horrifying I'm, I'm, ghost child. I need to get uh, Ghost Boy John trending yeah, on Twitter. Ghost Boy John. So that ghost is... Boy uh, John. Follow us on, uh, what is it? Uh, I think it's at Bev Boys Pod. If you just search Bevies of the Boys, it should come up. At Bev Boys Pod on Instagram and we will pop up the spooky ghost picture. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying well, Tom's <laughs> truly terrifying tales time. Yeah, especially when I asked how your Christmas was. It was very yeah. appropriate. <laughs> Haunting, if anything, really. Haunting, quite and literally. That was, yeah, that was a fun little joke. Um, what about you? Well, what, mine... Did you do anything fun? Uh, I decided to catch COVID. That was very fun. <laughs> no, I am um, up until... So I had a couple of weeks off at Christmas, very uh, thankfully, because I don't work in hospitality like you. Um, <laughs> and the week leading up to Christmas was very enjoyable. I was just playing a lot of games and chilling out or whatever. Christmas itself was nice. And then um, the week after Christmas, between Christmas and New Year's, which is already quite a strange limbo period for most people. Yeah. Um, it's one long boxing day let's be honest it is it's very bizarre but i uh tested positive out of nowhere i'd been testing pretty much that whole week because i was seeing family at christmas and i wanted to make sure that you know everyone would be safe in that and i was as responsible as i could be uh i was testing negative all the way up until i think it was around the 27th or 28th um and suddenly yeah tested positive for covid so thankfully didn't have many symptoms or anything i was all okay um but i still had to stay inside and it, it's very uh I, I went to get a pcr after i've tested positive and um it does fit it felt very kind of children of men apocalyptic it was quite uncomfortable where you have to drive to uh this little like drive-in testing station and yeah. roll your window down ever so slightly and everyone's got masks on and yeah it's just very, the, not a very fun time the mad max raiders driving by as well I did. just, yep, just doing their haunts and laps spraying that silver paint into their mouths and all yeah. that jazz so you were um, witnessed 
if anything. I was witnessed. I witnessed them. Everyone was witnessing all over the shop. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it was it was okay. But um, we're not here to talk about that. Neither are we here to talk about the many great films I saw at the weekend that I do want to talk about, but I'm not allowed uh-huh. because this episode will not permit it. Well, because as might, mentioned... You might talk about them a little bit. Let's just, just roll on into it. Maybe. So as we said, best of 2022. The way this is going to work is we're going to go month by month and we're going to cover um, games, films, and occasional TV shows to watch out for that we're looking forward to this year. Uh, this is going to be a two-parter. So in part one here, we're going to do January up until June. And then yep. part two, come on back next week. And we're going to do July till December. And also a bunch of miscellaneous um, things that are slated for 2022, but don't have an exact date yet. Um, so it's going to be a fun time all round. Uh, but Tom... Fun. What do you say I, I kick us off with January 20th? You, you kick um, us off with our January which deals. Is, it's a game that I don't know if I'm going to buy on release, but I'm curiously, uh, not curiously, cautiously um, optimistic about trying at the very least. And that is Rainbow Six Extraction. Oh. Um, as you and I will know. Um, we we got very much into Rainbow Six Siege over the course of 2020, earlier on in the year at least. Yeah. Uh, we loved it. It's a very fun multiplayer game. We kind of fell off the bandwagon a little bit, but they announced this Rainbow Six Extraction game, which is kind of like, I suppose, a zombie. I don't know if it's wave-based or more objective-based. Um, looks kind of like a cash grab spin-off of Siege, to be honest, which is why I'm kind of not planning on getting it on release, but I'm kind of interested just because of our love for Siege. But have you uh, have you got any interest, yeah. in, that, any interest in that at funnily all? Funnily enough, I've got Rainbow Six on my January list as well. It's it's one of the many themes that we're going to have running through. Uh, next yeah. to it, I've just got in brackets, why? Because <laughs> <Okay>. I, <laughs> I, I, it's the one thing I'm like, I've, I've no ideas... I have no idea at all as to why it exists. It was yeah. at one point like a game mode in Siege that they did for like a Halloween event thing. And then they yeah. made it into a 60 quid game of which I'm just... Why? I, I don't... Well, I'll I tell you why. I can't Money. <laughs> well, yeah. But also who's going to... The Siege community, from what I know, is just a bunch of 15-year-olds swearing at each other. They're not like going to like it. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean to be honest. Like I did, um, I did do a bit of research before this episode and watched a few YouTube trailers and things. And uh, all of the comments on every video I could find for it were people just saying this looks awful. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know how that's going to land. It's like weird but, clay um, men as well, and I hate clay men. You yeah, know that. January is strange. <laughs> January is uh, <laughs> January is just a strange period, anyway. As evidenced yeah. by the fact I only have two entries for January. Ah, um, I've, I've got a couple. Uh, you got a few. So I know what one of yours is, which I um, refused to put on mine. No, I'm going to tee up that ball for the next big game of January. It comes out at the end of January. Uh, okay. Pokemon Legends Arceus. That's coming out much sooner than I expected. The fact that's out this month does surprise me because I haven't yeah. seen a trailer beyond that initial one, uh, which looked very underdeveloped. But um, Very janky. Tell us, tell us about Pokemon Legends Arceus, Tom. Uh, well, you, you, you got your Pokemons, your pocket monsters, if you will, where yeah. you go, you do all the gym badges, you fight the Elite Four, you fight the champion, bish, bash, bosh, good little five-hour adventure. Perfect game for me because I've got a short attention span. Uh, yeah. For this one, they flipped it on its head. 
no oh longer is it about going and fighting people. It's about catching, catching all the little critters. And it's, I'm more interested and excited in it because it is more of that breath of fresh air. Like a lot of people are saying it's the breath of the wild of Pokemon. Mm. I don't think so because that was a completely different beast and probably one of the best games ever made, I would argue. <laughs> Uh, this, I would agree. I, I don't think it will reach that criteria, but I'm excited about sort of a new direction and just something new to do in the Pokemon universe. Because I'm, I'm yeah. a big fan of Pokemon. You're not at all. Not really. No, I was as fine. a wee child, yeah. um, but I haven't. I mean, it's. I agree with you. It's in. It's. It's always good when uh, a breath of fresh air is injected into a yeah. very well-established series. Um, but I don't think that this is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think Pokemon could do anything by this point to really interest me. I'm I, kind of. I reckon I will because you're going to play it at some point because I'm going to thrust it into your arms like a newborn <laughs> okay. babe. And I reckon it will get the Kieran rating review of one partially raised eyebrow, okay. and that's enough for me. <laughs> a very prestigious uh, accolade, some exactly. may say. Um, the only other thing I've got for January is a film which is out uh, in this is the UK release date. A lot of the films I'll be kind of mentioning are the specifically the UK release dates because yeah. America, some of these are either already out or come out at different times. Um, but the 21st of January, so the day after Rainbow Six, uh, is Nightmare Alley, which is Guillermo del Toro's new film. It's got a whole bunch of celebrities in it, including the likes of Bradley Cooper and Willem Dafoe. Um, and it, uh, I saw the trailer for the first time, actually, the other day for this when I was at the cinema, and yeah. um, it's kind of, I don't know, I don't really know how to describe it. I guess it's kind of Bradley Cooper plays a, a swindler who wants to kind of get in on the whole... Um, fortune telling racket maybe i think it's set in like 1920s sort of period maybe prohibition era and uh it turns out that magic is actually real and things get a bit sinister and dark and it just i don't know looks very Guillermo del toro which is always um up my alley i really liked yeah. the shape of water which i think was his previous film uh and yeah i'm just very very interested for this and it is it's going on my my list of uh movies that i will no doubt be talking about hopefully at the end of the year we'll just have yeah. to wait and see um but what have you got any are you uh watching that uh what do you know what am i trying to say do you know any <laughs> hang on third time lucky the words are going are really you well interested you. <laughs> in that at all uh, are you, are I, you familiar i've seen a decent amount about it uh no. i i've never been a big Guillermo del Toro fan personally you've actively um, disliked him or you just haven't seen much I'm I'm very apathetic to just about life yeah. <laughs> uh, in general um but no it's just I, I he's never done a movie that has super interested me it's kind of been a not even Hellboy no Hellboy Hellboy for me is the perfect airplane movie it is something I'll only watch on an airplane if I'm if I ain't flying I ain't watching an airplane is the perfect movie if you're on your way to hell Exactly. <laughs> this is this is dodgy territory. Let's skirt around there. Um, um, yeah. yeah, okay, I've, fair I've enough. I've got a few things to throw out for you that I'm excited about for this month. Now that Ooh. the month is nearly halfway done. Throw it at um, me. So there's a movie that came out this month, which you're going to be very excited that I've brought this up because you are dying to talk about it. Uh, okay. And I haven't seen it yet. I've got it, it came out this month. I've got it scheduled to watch the end of the week called Boiling Point. Yep, I've seen Boiling Point, big fan. Um, uh, which is, and I've, 
you're the one who loves it a lot. I assume you love it a lot. Uh, and I'm going to take this away from you and explain it myself, where it is <laughs> a, a one-shot movie about um, sort of the kitchen, dining, hospitality experience all set, I believe, in just the one night and one service. Yeah, um, that is correct. And from what I see of it, it seems very intense, very, well, it's a boiling point. It's a lot of pressure. Uh that's right up my street. I, I loved Burn when that came out. That was, I thought that was fantastic. Chef, one of my top films of all time. Uh, I just like a bit of cooking movies. Uh, what, yeah. what are your thoughts and feelings on it? Um, I'll give a quick mini review now. I might talk about it in a few weeks. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed it very much. Uh, Stephen Graham plays the lead role who British people will know very well as uh, he's in Snatch. He's been in uh, many Guy Ritchie films, I think. I think he was in The Irishman. Um, he's just a really great British actor. He plays a head chef, as you say, and I, I think it works very well as a one-shot kind of film. I feel like you've mm. got to have a really good premise to kind of justify that very unique editing style, but it does because it is as you, it is just one night in this restaurant. He's the head chef there. Um, I'll say if you like films like Chef and Burnt and things, it doesn't, a boiling point doesn't focus on the food at all. It's like no. it's much more about the kind of frenetic energy and the stress and anxiety of trying to run this high, very high profile London restaurant uh but yeah I really enjoyed it that will almost definitely be appearing on my best of 2022 list so make sure you pop back in December <laughs> or January uh, 2023 if we do that again and uh learn more about that but uh yeah. big thumbs up from me uh did big you have up. anything else at all for I January did I had one two I, I technically had Boba Fett but that did come out over the December period, but it's, right. it's looking good so far. So far, it's got a half thumb up from me, but I would need nice. to watch more to enjoy it. And the last one was just, I really liked the title of it. I won't lie to you. I went through and saw what's coming out this month, and it is uh, The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that Netflix. It's uh, um... Kristen Bell Netflix. It From the title, it sounds like it's going to be a bit Have of a... Have you seen the trailer? Yes, which I... is... Ooh. I, I was not a fan personally. Oh, see, I I watched it. I was like, I'm I'm actually into this. I like Kristen yeah. Bell a lot, um, and just the the idea of because it sounds like it's going to be kind of that parody of like the girl on the train or Gone Girl, or yeah, like those sort of yeah. true crime things. The idea that because what I can sense is it's going to play with her alcoholism and substance abuse as juxtaposition to did it really happen? What's going on? And then sort of try and inject a bit of comedy into it as well. It just seems interesting to me. Yeah, I um, I was a bit confused by it really because the title and the poster would have you believe that it is essentially scary movie, but for those yeah. kind of domestic thriller films like you mentioned. But then, yeah, the trailer seemed a bit more serious than that, but then had some very dumb jokes in it. So I don't really know what it's going for i might check it out it is on netflix at the end of the day so it's like you know no harm done yeah. um but i don't know i'm i'm surprised that's on your list and that could be a sign <laughs> of things to come we'll i see. can't wait to disappoint you forever um okay well that's january done by the time this episode comes out january will be half done anyway so yeah. uh, we won't nice linger too long book end to um, but the beginning of february february 4th for me is the first big uh, game that I'm very interested in. February, I will say, looking through my whole list, I think is currently the most packed month, but that could also just be because things coming out later in the year, um, you know, don't have sort of yeah, specific release dates yeah. as of yet. Um, and February is because it's next month. Uh, but February 4th, we've got a game which is Dying Light 2, 
uh, I believe it has a subtitle, but I don't know it off the top of my head. Um, I very <laughs> much done our research the f- for this episode. Don't we have. Worry. We are very professional. Uh, but I really, really enjoyed the first Dying Light. It's a open world zombie parkour um, FPS game, which is a lot of things to describe a game. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you've ever played, like I suppose, uh, Dead Island as well. It's basically a better version of that. And uh, yeah, the first Dying Light was very fun. I didn't play it uh, in multiplayer, and I think that was quite a big element to it. And I'm pretty sure the second one is. So hopefully um, you and I will be able to get a little bit of that if you end up checking out as well. Potentially. Um, I mean, we don't hang out outside of this, so it might be fun to have a hobby together. (laughs) <laughs> maybe uh but yeah i'm i'm very interested in that it, it's been very long delayed i feel like it was originally announced a few years back now um so hopefully that means it's just been getting constant polish to it we will have to see but yeah. that is my uh my first big release um do you want to do you want to say one yeah, of yours we, now we can we can we can ping <laughs> we can pong this back and off. forward uh mine uh because i i know two that you were definitely going to mention so i'm going to go for a different one uh okay. i'm going to go for sifu or Saifu? That was actually the next one on my list, yeah. Ah, stolen from you again. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's it's the idea of it takes that roguelike nature where you're a kung fu master uh, and you're trying to get revenge. I imagine it's going to be revenge for like the death of a family member. It seems like that's the route is going down. But every time you fail or get defeated or whatever, uh, instead of like sort of you go back to normal, you age up. So mm. it's sort of it's it plays into sort of that progression of time and then sort of the mastery of techniques over a lifetime and it just, it seems really interesting not just from a concept but also just from a gameplay point of view. I don't really play many kung fu games, so I'm excited to try out something slightly different. I guess. Yeah. No, it looks um it looks really cool. I think it. Uh, I don't. Is it roguelite or is it um just a straight up like third person action game? Well, I think the roguelite element is that sort of... Oh, okay, the You whole do the gauntlet thing. and then you come back. Yeah. No, it it looks really interesting. I've been watching some more gameplay of that recently and the combat looks mm. really satisfying. And um, as you say, similar to you, I've not really played many of that kind of game. So it uh, yeah. is always fun to sprinkle in some new bits and bobs. And when every new game is like 60 quid, this being 30, it's like a little little treat to myself. It's not Just bad. A, it's not bad at sprinkling all. sprinkling on top of my month. Um, something else coming out February 4th, I forgot to mention, alongside Dying Light, is a film uh, which I think we've spoken about in the past and you're interested in, but not quite as much as me, it seems. Uh, and that is Jackass Forever, which uh. I think is Jackass 4, although there was lots of point fives in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I am, um, I'm not a, a massive, you know, obsessive of the Jackass franchise, but I have seen all the films. I find them very funny. Uh, if you know incredibly crude and occasionally absolutely disgusting (laughs) Uh, but I'm still interested to watch this and also quite notably for this specific entry in the jackass uh, lineage um, I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing it in the cinema uh, because the others I've only ever watched at home kind of um, you know by myself and I feel like if you're with in a really packed cinema which might be difficult at the minute with covid we'll see um that could be quite a fun kind of community experience because as I think I mentioned last week, I've not really seen many great comedies, comedy films uh, as of late and specifically not in the cinema. So uh, I do enjoy that when that is the case. But when we spoke about this, me and you, as much as you like to lie to the people, we do speak outside of the podcast. I'm I'm a filthy day liar. You are. Um, Um, Yeah. yeah. I I have a much more, again, I'm going to use the word apathetic 
um, <laughs> reaction to Jackass Forever. I'm excited to see. It. I've watched all of the Jackasses. Quite enjoy them. Uh, for me, I don't know if it is a cinema movie. Really? Well, I d- just the the vibe that those movies give. That's a kind of. I don't know. For me, it feels like my shameful little secret of like, oh, I'm watching Jackass again. <laughs> You're like, definitely to, the only one yeah. in the world who watches Jackass. <laughs> I have to huddle in a dark corner with a hoodie and, and look like a disarming monk. Um, you do. But yeah, I just, I, I don't know about it. I'm definitely going to go see it in cinemas, but I just, I don't know. I don't know why I'm so apprehensive about it. I think it's that fact of I don't think it needed to be done, essentially. Yeah. Because again, well, they've, um, they've aged. I think a lot of them didn't want to come back originally, like five years ago, and now they have. So yeah. But, but well, yeah, I'm um, I'm looking forward to dragging you along to see that, and people will no oh, doubt hear our mind. thoughts yeah. on this very podcast. I will be kicking um, and screaming the entire way. <laughs> so you have that to um, enjoy. What's your What's um, your next February so release that you're looking I'll, forward to? I'll I'll bat back a film with another film, a Netflix film, if you will. Which okay. Historically, I am not the biggest fan of Netflix films, but the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is one Oh, is that, that in February? That is in February. Shit. Okay, I didn't see yeah. that on the uh, lists that I so, stole my list from. <laughs> a nice a nice re... Well, I don't think it's a reboot. I think it's a continuation because I think it's like a 50 years later thing. I don't okay, actually know... That's what all horror yeah, is now. That was kind of an interesting it. gimmick when it was like... Halloween 2018 was like set after the events of you know the the, the 1978 one. one or whatever, but now it's like every big ma- like Matrix Four I just went to see the other week and rather than be like a a reboot or a, a, a something like that that you'd expect it's just a direct sequel really yeah um, which is yeah. odd that uh, I don't know anyway yeah, tell me the, a- well with the Texas Chainsaw it got really messy with their timelines because of yeah yeah the originals and then you had the reboot and then you had the sequel to the reboot. And then yeah. you had same with Halloween, the prequel like, to the original. I, I don't. Know. I'm just gonna go watch a big man who. Uh, ultimately, this might be a weird take to do. I think out of all horror movie villains, like if you were just to make a character of them, Bubba, I, I find him the cutest one. He's just a big old boy <laughs> with a chainsaw. That is he's not just, the adjective I thought you were going to yeah, use. He's just bumbling around, swinging it around his head, having a time. <laughs> so I'm just excited to see that. I'm apprehensive about it being a Netflix film, but I think yeah. with sort of the pedigree of the title, they will at least pay homage to it and make it a pretty decent watch. I hope so. I like the original uh, a lot. But it is obviously quite dated now just because it mm. was from the even late 70s. I think it was 70s. Could have been early 80s. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I may also I will probably check that out because it is on Netflix. But my expectations will be exceptionally low. <laughs> that beyond uh, the floor. You'll have to bend down and pick them up when you see it. Um, my other three entries for February are all games. Mm. And I feel like As two of them. Mine. Um, two of them could probably be in my top three of the entire year i'd imagine so but then the thing is when we do these kinds of lists and when i see other people do these lists is uh 
a lot of my favorite things of last year, I feel like, especially films and stuff, yeah. were things that kind of just came out of nowhere. Like uh, the big releases that are for, you know, pr- sort of um, signposted well ahead of time are usually fun. Like there's a few Marvel films coming out this year that we'll no doubt come to. But uh, yeah, I feel like a lot of my stuff could be quite surprise entries, which is always nice. Yeah. Um, but this is not a surprise entry. We've mentioned this in the past. We mentioned all of mine, t- uh, at least two of them actually in the past. But the first one, February 18th, is Horizon Forbidden West, a.k.a. Horizon Zero Dawn 2. Um, I very, very much enjoyed the first game. I feel like it was uh, a visual showcase as much as it was just a a very fun um, open-world action game. The combat is really interesting. You take down robotic dinosaurs in a a post-apocalyptic, but strangely, I guess, like, in the past or in the future? No, it's in the future. But it's it's as if you're, like, you know, in the prehistoric period but they're all robotic dinosaurs it's just going to be very fun i think i feel like it's you know the combat already looks really great for the second one the new um enemies and dinosaur robots that they've introduced in trailers um there's like a giant sandworm and stuff they just look really um interesting to uh to you know fight against it's not just kind of uh, waves of grunts or anything like that you can swim Um, about now you can swim lots about now. Lots of little yeah, crocodiles. Yeah, there's lots of, I think, underwater um, robot dinosaurs. <laughs> but no, I think that will be probably, as I said, that will probably be on my my top uh, games of the year. I yeah. imagine, uh, I guess, that the next thing you're going to talk about is also one of my top games of the year. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to take that from you because I think okay. it's going to be your number one game of the year. Uh, so I'm right. going to go... I'm, I'm going to free head this and go for what i think is going to be the last game you're going to talk about right. uh, which is the evil dead game you would be correct boom baby i need to get a scratcher right now um <laughs> yeah uh looks really cool if again it's one of those sort of cult games that i know i'll play for like 10 15 hours on and off when it first comes out and then just be like that was a fun time i can put it down and do something else in my life now which yeah. is, I, I like those. They're nice little experiences, little memories, and you go, that was fun. Like, two months later, and be like, ah, we'll do it again sometime. Well, it's um, it's asymmetrical multiplayer as well, it looks like, yeah. which is kind of, you know, we've played a lot of Dead by Daylight, and I've played a lot of the Friday the 13th game. It looks kind of just like another sort of game in that vein, and I also really like the Evil Dead um, you know, franchise. Uh, so I think that, yeah. yeah, I think that that could, I don't expect it to be, um a standout you know game of the year but i think in terms of a multiplayer thing that isn't an fps game or something like that uh it'll hopefully be quite fun and um and after hearing me talk about texas chainsaw you know that i love a chainsaw so you do (laughs) especially if it's it's, on someone's arm yeah ticking all those boxes um my final for february i wonder uh, what this will be (laughs) Yeah, it's not a big surprise. Oh, it probably is for people who don't know what's coming out in February. But February 25th, we have Elden Ring, which is... Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited already. It's the new game from From Software, who people will know for Dark Souls and Bloodborne and Sekiro. And um, is... Yeah, it's it's similar to uh, pretty much all the games we've spoken about, actually, or most of them. It's uh, an open world looking take on the um the souls like formula um which that souls like formula for people who don't know is kind of an action rpg that is notorious for being exceptionally it's a lot of difficult crying. it's just it's crying. a lot of crying <laughs> um 
but yeah, so far everything I've seen from it has done nothing but make me more excited for its release. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I don't really have much more to say at this time because well, I'll no doubt be talking about it a lot when I it does will, release. I will add in that the reason, because there is, I'm not the biggest fan of the From Software games. Um, well, I am a fan, but not as big as you. That's why I would yeah. say, like categorically, I'm very down low compared to you. Um, but the world is also built by George R.R. R. Martin, who has created is. one of my favourite IPs of all time, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, so that has it's got me titillated. It's I don't I'm, I don't I'm know how excited. I don't know how involved he is in the sense that like people I, have asked him about it and he's apparently said like oh yeah I finished work on that like years ago like I think he basically yeah. just kind of wrote some of the background law for it. Yeah, I can't. I I wouldn't imagine he did any of the scripts or any of the narrative or any of the story at all. I imagine he just built the world basically, yeah. and that is it. But even that um, excites me because the Game of Thrones world is one of my favorite things about the Game of Thrones. So yeah, it's interesting. I'm I'm I of all the things about that game, that element of it is probably the one that I'm not like not not looking forward to but like yeah i hadn't even really considered that element um but yeah for for someone like you who who loves uh people with triple barreled um letters in their name no that's not right you know what i'm trying to say the people know what i'm trying to say that was a Um, good joke don't worry you can still (laughs) you you can still go do your stand-up set next week thank you that's very kind of you i'll allow it um and with that i think we move on to march some people call it uh the scariest month of the year uh i don't call it that do and i don't know why they do the scariest so, month of the year? no further questions your honor um <laughs> march uh i have no hang on it's your turn what would you like to okay. begin with well I'll, I'll i'll start from the top and bring it down i'm gonna go for one of the tv shows that will definitely make my top uh tv show i caramba atlanta season three yeah boy Very i didn't even excited. know that there was a trailer for this until um i can't remember i saw that it had come out uh and well, it just sort of dropped out of nowhere didn't it it's like they haven't really mentioned it till we knew it was in development Kieran, and then suddenly I, a trailer dropped I, uh, I with old paperboy i didn't know there was a trailer for it so I'm you didn't know there was the a trailer for it. <laughs> i'm gonna stop the podcast now and go watch the trailer 15 times so this okay. has been fun uh there I, is I'll a trailer for it <laughs> um oh I now i look like the... a fake fan you do. No, I'm sorry. my street cred is gone. Um, but yeah, no, the trailer from what I remember of it, it's uh, kind of set in, I want to say Europe. I think they go to London or Paris. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's 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 kind of a uh, an Atlanta on tour. But uh, yeah, people well, who... When made, we last I feel left like, off, they were leaving away. Going airplane. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people who maybe listen to this or just people in general, Atlanta still seems like quite an underground sort of hit. Like everyone who yeah. watches it loves it. But I feel like most people like even Succession now, we've hopefully got a lot of people watching that. But um, yeah, Atlanta is another amazing TV show. I mean, you haven't mm. even said, Tom, That's why you're such uh, a massive fan. Well, again, so uh, the main uh, man. Atlanta is well, the main man is Donald Glover, the, the childish Gambino. Uh, yeah. Big fan of everything he does. Uh, I love his stand-up. I love his writing and directing. I love him as an actor, and I love his music. He's he's a very talented fella. Um, and what it basically is is the sort of snapshot of uh, a rapper growing and developing in Atlanta, and sort of yeah. that sort of community feel of it, and the growing popularity. And 
it it does sort of a nice juxtaposition with sort of what life is like to what this sort of rising fame can do. It's it's a really interesting show, and the only thing I can say about it is just go watch it because you will enjoy it, no matter what. Anybody yeah. will enjoy it. Um, it's um, and it's got it's, some very strangely like surreal elements to it, mm. like in the first season where there's an invisible car that runs over some people and stuff, and like there's there's like random bits of um, yeah surrealism which I didn't yeah. really expect from it because it does feel like such a grounded show. It it's ah uh, I don't I'm struggling for words to express why I love it so much. It's just it's one of those shows that it could come on at any time and I will be hooked immediately. Um, yeah. And it feels like it has been years and years and years since season two now. Mm, it feels I don't like, even remember when it was. It's been a long I th- time. I think it was pre-pandemic, definitely. A hundred percent. Yeah, um, it was definitely pre-pandemic. Which feels like it was 17 years ago, no matter what. Um, I almost want to say it was like 2018, maybe. It's been a long probably. time coming. But, but uh, yeah, yeah. That, is, that is the one thing that I'm... Well, not the one thing, but the main... that. March will revolve around that. In, in, I'll take down the Spider-Man shrine for a month and build the Donald Glover <laughs> shrine up. Which is uh, quite odd because that comes out the 24th, so the very end of March. So you're just going to be <laughs> praying right. to it, um, waiting for it to come, which I suppose I've, is what religion's all about, really. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but we won't go down that rabbit <laughs> hole. Um, you're you're really... Works. You're freaking me the fuck out here, Tom, because you've started with the 24th of March and I've been trying to go chronologically throughout the month. I've realised you've been saying actual dates of releases. I haven't. I've just got a month and like, this is the kind of thing that's going on. Well, I'll help you out. That's the the chaos to your structure. Um, 20 days earlier than that. Speaking of chaos and structure, uh, I'm not going to do these awful tangents that I tried in (laughs) infusing last week. But uh, the 4th of March... Big, big film coming out, a uh, much-anticipated film, which is The Batman, with the Robert Batman. Pattinson as the Batman in question. Um, Robert and uh, what's his name? Uh, Paul Dano is playing the Riddler. You've got uh, loads of people in it, loads and loads of people. Uh, looks very interesting, looks very um, kind of more, I guess, detective noir-y. And that whole detective angle of the Batman character is something that hasn't really been explored in uh, in the previous entries, like the, yeah. the Dark Knight, you know. He, there were elements but of he, it. He looked um, at a bullet hole for five minutes, Kieran. Well, I'll have yeah. you know. That's what I was about to say. In The Dark Knight, there is that sequence with the where he shoots the bullet hole into a bit of brick and then scans it to find out that the Joker's fingerprints are on it or something. But yeah, um, yeah apart from that, uh, not really. Whereas in the comics, that's quite a big element. So it's, it's going to be really cool to see um, that portrayed on film. And it looks kind of like it's set, you know, in a, sort of a year one period, which is a iconic Batman comic in which, you know, it's as the name implies, uh, he's been doing Batmaning for only about a year. Still very fresh on the scene. Uh, and yeah, just looks really, really good. Uh, and like, a, I am starting to, as much as I'm really excited for this, um, I am starting to get to that point where I'm like, you don't need to keep making new Batman movies. Yeah, we, we um, don't need the origin constantly. I Yeah, well, I don't I think this like, will be the origin though. I think this well, is no. like, but it I is don't know. year one, so it's like, it's the, the start. It's early days, yeah. Um, I, I like, I'm going to preface this with I'm also very excited for this movie. But I like how sort of the Dark Knight started this sort of we need to make things a bit grungier and darker for our superhero movies because then you got sort of the Man of the Steels and the Amazing Spider-Mans after that where everyone's trying to follow that and it feels like they've now doubled doubled down where they're like well it wasn't grungy enough let's make it more <laughs> depressing 
Yeah, it looks very gritty. Uh, like in the first trailer that released, I think there was another one recently, but the first trailer that kind of really got everyone hooked, there's just a shot where Robert Pattinson's Batman like beats the shit out of a guy, but doesn't oh, stop he, when he, you like, think he would. He, he like, yeah, him, which is why beats I him to a pulp. Can <laughs> be a good film. I hope so. I'm, I'm very violence. interested. I'm, I'm um, so yeah, what's your what's your next? No doubt, probably at the fucking uh, end of March again. You insane to, person. To add in, I don't know if this is in fact coming out in March. I just know okay. it's coming out in Q1. So I've put it into March because I imagine it will be. Um, right. And to add on to the superhero theme and really good shit that we spoke about last year, I've got Invincible season two. Oh, I did not know that was coming out so soon. Mm, a nice continuation of the Invincible series, which is basically about someone who essentially has the powers of Superman. Uh, season one found his feet. We spoke about it a lot in the last podcast because it made my top shows of the year. Um, and yeah, it's just a continuation of that. So it's it's just more good shit, which yeah. is what I like. I am uh, equally excited for that, actually. I enjoyed Invincible a lot, as we, we spoke about last week. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm that is on my radar, you may say. Um, my next, which one should I go for next? I suppose I'll do my list of uh, going chronologically. This is a film that I don't think you would have either heard of or maybe even be interested in. Um, it's called Red Rocket. It comes out 11th of March. Um, and it is by the director, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he did The Florida Project most recently, which was a very um, re- revered kind of uh, Oscar winning, I think it won some Oscars, uh, film, which was about um, a, a very uh, impoverished family that kind of lives on the outskirts of Disneyland. Uh, had Willem Dafoe was kind of the main named actor everyone would know, but it was just very, it was very, very good. Uh, I Red Rocket. you know after you tried to throw me under the bus that I've not heard of Florida Project or Red Rocket. So okay. I'm I'm leaning forward in my seat to listen to this. Right. Well, um, Red Rocket is basically um, a film in which a guy, I think, goes back to his hometown after being away in Hollywood for a number of years. Turns out that he everyone thought he was a big Hollywood guy. He was actually uh, an adult film star and um, is kind of just trying to get his life back together. Uh, and it just looks similar to Florida, Florida Project, like an incredibly well-made indie movie um, that will probably be crushingly sad, but equally uplifting at parts, which is some of my favourites. Oh, I imagine, yeah. um, I imagine that Red Rocket could end up on my end best of the li- best of the year, just based on a lot of uh, incredible buzz I've heard about it. But um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll be able to drag you along to that one. We'll see. I'm very draggable, as it turns out. It does turn out. Uh, I just have I've got a collar attached permanently. You can just sort of ooh, click on. You might not want to be advertising that oh. so prominently. <laughs> I, uh, what is what's your next march? Uh, my next march. I've only got one more march. Uh, okay. You, you might say these listings are marching away, uh, and that good. is oh, very punny. Uh, triangle strategy. Oh, that's uh, not the one I thought you'd have. Yeah. Okay. As a yet kind of i don't know if that is actually what the name is going to be because it's an they, awful name <laughs> yeah they kind of threw that out at a nintendo showcase ages ago haven't said anything about it since and just left it but it was it's made by the same team who did octopath traveler which is a middling rpg with a really really nice art style um the art style kind of sells the game uh so for this they've changed it to more of sort of a 
RTS kind of strategy over the top game, which right. I enjoy that jam. I'm a big fan of XCOM and Fire Emblem is what the kind of gameplay vibe I'm getting from it. Uh, and with that art style, I just I'm excited to see more of it. Essentially, maybe yeah. uh, it won't probably won't be like a game of the year, but it might be fun. And really, that's what you want. Yeah, no, the um, as as incredibly dumb as the name is, the art <laughs> style does look um, really aesthetically pleasing. So I think yeah. if people haven't heard of that, give Triangle Strategy a Google because uh, I don't know, maybe that will sell you on it the same way it has me. The actual gameplay elements, I don't know if I'm fully in on yet. Um, no. But the uh, yeah, art the style art style itself, alone, yeah, it takes it away. Yeah, which is absolutely. weird because we have no more information. I don't know anything about it. Don't know anything about the story. But it looks real pretty. So it does. apparently Sometimes we're just enough. really materialistic. Um, I have two more. I don't know why I'm yawning so much. It's not like recording this at midnight. Uh, I have two more entries. Oh. I'm just shifting in my chair as people can no doubt hear incredibly you loudly. Away. I can hear the creaks, the crackles. Um, that's my spine. <laughs> uh, I have two more entries for March, so I'll quickly rattle through these because they're not big ones, but they're just things that are on my radar. Um, the 18th of March film Operation Fortune, which is Guy Ritchie's new mobster. Oh, I do um, love a Guy Ritchie shenanigans it's got uh old what's his name um not vin diesel how have i forgotten his name help me out here worse what's his? jason statham jason statham <laughs> like being you, jason you statham. asked me to help you out about this film <laughs> i know nothing about um yeah but he's a guy richie mainstay everyone knows jason statham um i think i might be correct in saying it's a netflix release but it could also be coming to the cinema um as always you know we're incredibly well prepared for these episodes oh, uh, but i i'm yeah interested in that i i really enjoyed the gentleman which was one of guy Ritchie's, not his most recent i think but one of his recent films um which was again just a really out and out um jason statham uh mobster london movie which had loads of great people out matthew mcconaughey and colin farrell and lots of people uh but yeah so this just looks like more of that which i am perfectly okay with and uh my final entry for march is the day after atlanta season three so this will be what i'll be doing while you're no doubt watching that series for the hundredth time in two days um which is Tiny Tina's Wonderland, which oh, is uh, a Borderlands, I don't know what I'd call it, I guess spin-off, uh, which is mainly focusing on Tiny Tina, who is uh, inarguably the most annoying character in that entire series, to the point where I almost didn't put this game on my list it's, because it I might not get it. It's very well uh, for your explanation <laughs> of this. Yeah, uh, she. It's, I don't know. It's like I love Borderlands as a series, uh, you know, an FPS RPG, uh, very nice aesthetic, all very cell shaded. And I know yeah. a lot of games kind of do that now, but it was a not the originator of that art style, but very much popularized it. Oh, hundred um, percent. But yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm interested just because of my love for Borderlands. But if this wasn't uh, a Borderlands game. Um, then I probably would just glaze yeah. straight over it. So well, we'll see. The reason if, that you know. it is interesting to me is because it isn't sort of that sci-fi futuristic borderlands. No, it's like no, all it's Dungeons and Dragons. Dragons. Because it? it's it's yeah. as if she is explaining a and d campaign, I think, and then you're playing that campaign. It's, yeah. I think it gets a bit meta at points from what I can see from it. But, but there it was looks, a... It looks fun. There was a DLC for, I think it was either Borderlands 2 or... No, Borderlands 3 it probably would have been. Um, which was exactly that. So I this could just be an expansion of that expansion. Because there was a DLC yeah. that was called... like I can't oh. remember the exact name, but it was just Tiny Tina's... I love Tiny an Tina's, expanded expansion. 
<laughs> it was just Tiny Tina's like you know D and D adventure where you fight dragons and stuff. But she's narrating the whole thing, and it is very fourth wall breaking. So yeah. um, I don't know. Again, if there's if I'm not playing much at the end of March, I may pick it up. We'll have to just wait and see. Uh, but You'll we are be now still on to- playing Elden Ring. Constantly I will. And oh, hundred percent. I will still be playing Elden Ring. I think Bloodborne is one of my most played games ever, so I will definitely still be playing Elden Ring. Um, April. What is your What is April. your first? As Frank Ocean uh-huh. may have said, "Dear April, um, what is your first entry for April?" Uh, I've got a couple. I know you'll have on here, so I'm going to start. I just with... have two for this month. Oh, I've got quite a few. Um, okay. So I'll, I'll run them down quickly at the end. Uh, probably the best film of the year. I'm going to preface that first. Okay. Very excited. Sonic 2. Oh. Oh, boy. I thought That is not what I thought you were going to say, but that makes no. a lot of sense. It does. Um. You've got Idris Elba as Knuckles. You've got, I can't remember his name as Sonic. You've got Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik oh, slash Eggman, but he's not so eggy. He is more stash this time around. He's more man. He's yeah. less egg, more man. <laughs> that was his um, entire character brief. Uh, uh, ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. The Hedgehog. There you go. I should have known that. Parkland Wreck. That's the only thing I know him from. Um, yeah, he's a very funny man. It looks like it's actually taken a lot of sort of backlash that the first movie had from fans and worked on it. And I don't. After watching the first trailer, I expected to make fun of it as a joke, and I still will watch it as a joke. Uh, but I actually think it will be semi-good. That's the thing yeah. that scares me. I'm genuinely... Yeah, I will probably go see this. Like, the first mm. film I haven't seen, I don't plan on watching. But like you, I watched the trailer for this. And I was like, you know what? This actually looks like it kind of has all the Sonic things that you'd want in it. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, a really fast know. little blue hedgehog. That's that's all yeah. you need. That's, that's I'm, original recipe Sonic. I'm interested. I'm absolutely interested. Um... My pick, my first pick for April is, well, both of mine are films that come out on the same day, but uh, would make for a very strange double bill. Um, the first of which is The Northman, which oh, is Robert Eggers's. Excited uh, uh, for you to say that. Annoying to say. Uh, Robert Eggers' uh, next film, following on from The Lighthouse, which is probably one of my favourite uh, films of all time. Um the Northman is a. Uh, I think you're going to be really into this. I am. Um, I you're watched like. the trailer for it before we jumped on because after you've been speaking about, because I've been watching through Vikings recently, playing Assassin's Creed yeah. Valhalla. I've I've become a Viking. I can successfully say that now. <laughs> nice. Um, and it looks really good. I'll let you explain the plots and whatnots, but I'll say for a Robert Eggers film where the last one you loved and I very much was okay on. Uh, this actually looks fantastic. I, I, I'm firmly excited for this film. Yeah, so um, Alexander Skarsgård is the main character. He plays a uh, a, a Viking prince who, um, uh, the description, the synopsis just says, a Viking prince embarks on a quest to avenge his father's murder. Um, the trailer very much just kind of gives that away as well. It, doesn't, it, it gives that away, but also some very trippy imagery and some very... Uh, probably quite violent and gory based off his last Robert Eggers' last few films. Um, but yeah, it just looks like a great revenge thriller. And Robert Eggers by this point, I mean, he did, as well as um, The Lighthouse, his film before that, his first feature film, I think, 
was The Witch, which was another really great yeah. um, modern horror film. He's got to the point where I'll watch anything he does. Mm. Well, uh, there's also got also, um, Anya Taylor-Joy in it, which I think... It has. Will this be her first sort of, I would say, big thing since Queen's Gambit? No, she was in uh, Last Night in Soho. Oh, of course she was. I saw that. That film that you said was one yeah, of your was one of my favourite ones. I forgot. <laughs> I, and I she, was in, she was in X-Men, the, the terrible one that was delayed, where they're I all in an asylum. I didn't watch X-Men, the terrible one that was delayed. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's also, it's got an amazing cast. It's got Anya Taylor-Joy, as you said. It's got Nicole Kidman. It's got Ethan Hawke. It's got Bjork. Are it's we, are we still talking about X-Men, the one that was delayed? Or have we, we, have we come back to, to Northman yet? We are. Um, I liked when Bjork yeah. busted down the wall as Wolverine. It was very fun. <laughs> Again, I imagine this could be on my best films of the year. We we'll just have to wait and see. I'm going to make the call and say it definitely will be on my best. I think films it could be on yours. Year. I think it will it, be. I'm know, saying it will the trailer. be. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm a Viking interested. boy now. I know all about um, Odin. Would you like me to do my other film out that day, or do you want? Do you have some uh, important? You, you uh, can do your other film out that day. I know and this I'll, breaks I'll the system. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> I just I um, succeed to you at all times, so you go ahead. Well, the the other film out on the twenty second of April, uh, which is what I thought you meant when you said the best film of the year, um, is the unbearable weight of massive talent. Uh, have you seen the trailer oh, for this? I have seen the trailer for this. I so, am very excited <laughs> for it. Nicholas Cage plays Nicholas Cage, who uh, has to go and do a super fans birthday party. I think it is uh, because he's kind of needs some money. And uh, shenanigans ensue, as we like to say. Um, it just looks like a very fun, four-fall breaking kind of film where Nicholas. I mean, especially after me talking about last week how much it was great, or how great it was to see Nicholas Cage in Pig, where it's now a much more subdued kind of serious performance. Oh, this is, this is just to him. the wall. This yeah, is... this is just him playing himself, but like an insane version of himself. Yeah. And I think that there, there's uh, an attack at this party and he has to save the guy. And um, who's the, the it's uh, Mandalorian, isn't it? What's his name? Um, uh, oh, uh, uh, Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal, yeah. yeah. He's the fan that Nicolas Cage yeah. goes and to his party Neil or whatever. And you've got Patrick Harris in it as well, who's fantastic. Yeah. Neil Patrick Harris, I think there's lots of names. There'll probably be loads of big cameos because it just seems like that kind of film. Uh, But yeah, I think that could be very fun. But as I said, maybe not the best uh, accompaniment to The Northman. (laughs) We'll we'll have to wait and see. It'll be Um, juxtaposed. I reckon we can do a double bill. We'll give it a go. Weird, weird old day. What's um, uh, what's your other April entries? So then? I'll I'll do I'll do the quick rapid rundown as we like to say because a lot of these again they're a lot of them are Q one so April is the last date that they could possibly come out in essentially. Okay. That's how yearly quarters work. I didn't think I need to explain that. Uh, so you've got Stray, which is yeah. a game about uh, you play as a cat. So I had to put it on my list, or my girlfriend would kill me. Uh, <laughs> that does look good. That looks cool. Yeah, not even a joke. That is an actual fact. Um, I've got Morbius on here. For <laughs> that is not, not for the reason you think. I'm not. I don't care for Jared Leto personally, or Leto, right. whatever he wants to be called. I shan't Leto. call him it because it, I it's, am it's not French a fan for the toe. <laughs> um, but mainly, I'm excited about Morbius because there is a prevailing fan theory now where the Sony. Spider-Verse, as I'll call it, so your Morbiuses and your... I think they're doing a Craven the Hunter film and your Venoms. They're all going to have to have an individual Spider-Man that won't be Tom Holland. 
and a lot of people are thinking it's going to be old AG Andrew Garfield. So he might be mentioned or cameoed in some way, and that would just set up. So I'm excited for it as a setup show. Yeah. Um, um, by show, you mean movie. <laughs> well, yeah. I've got a long list, all right? We'll okay. go crazy. Uh, I've got the Resident Evil TV show that is supposed Was to be that- coming out. That, I didn't know that that was... Um, that's on my eventual list of miscellaneous. Yeah. So should we save that for we, next we'll, week to we'll properly talk about? We'll save that for later. Uh, I've got Moon Knight, which is coming out in Q1, which is Oscar Isaac. It's a yeah. Disney Plus Marvel TV show about essentially... He's essentially a Batman, but dressed all in white. And his main thing is that... I, I think it's schizophrenia that is yeah, his main sort of I suffering point. That- yeah. Yeah. So it's kind right. of it's using the superhero context to shine light on mental illness, and it, it seems like it it will be done in good taste. I don't think they'll do it in a poor taste at all. So it, yeah, I'm I'm excited to have a Marvel Disney show that seems to be a bit more serious, especially with like the introduction of like your Vincent D'Onofrio's and your Daredevils. I'm excited for that universe to get a bit more gritty, if anything. I hope so. I, I am slightly concerned that Disney might sanitize everything uh, oh, because I feel like you'll never get a series for you know on Disney Plus that was of the same caliber of like yeah. the Netflix Daredevil show. Mister um, Walt himself will come down with the anti back and just start spraying <laughs> around, keeping us away. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. But uh, what else is in your April uh, roundup for my last game? Uh, and I can guarantee it is a game you would have never have heard of because I only found <laughs> out about it today. And it reminded right. me of another game from ages ago. And it's called Century Age of Ashes. No idea what that is. What it is, is I think it's a free-to-play game that's coming out on PS5 and Xbox and all, all the fun stuff. Uh, where you play as a dragon. And it's basically a big arena fight of like a um, like a PvP Overwatch. of like You have different characters and different uses of different supports. Uh, okay. But you're all dragons, and it just you're reminded all dragons. Me. you're all dragons, and it reminded me of I don't know if you know the film Reign of Fire. Um, got I'm Kristen familiar. Bale. You've it's got, got Matthew McConaughey, in it, isn't it? Matthew McConaughey. I think yeah. I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. I don't think. Yeah. Um. I can't remember the last one. I don't. It's not Gerard Butler. It might be Gerard Butler. Who knows? There's a Gerard somewhere. Um. But they did a really good PS2 game of that where you got to play as a dragon. <laughs> and since then, I haven't had a good game where I was a dragon. And that's what I want, goddammit. I want to that fly around and prove fetish. fire. I, I'm a dragon boy. I should just nice. become a fairy at this point. You should. That's yeah. what all the people have been saying. Um, very well. <laughs> By all well, the people, you mean you screaming it through my window <laughs> on a nightly basis. Always. I have not uh, heard of that. I don't know if I will be picking it up. Oh, I can guarantee you'll be picking it up. It's free to play and I need someone to be a dragon with. I feel like you need some alone time with that game. (laughs) Um, In my dark corner. That's April done. We move on to May. Uh, May showers? Best month of the year. That's my birth month. So I'm very happy. Oh, that is your birth month. I definitely knew that. You you have it penciled in every May. Like, um, well, we are celebrating your birthday uh, a few days early <laughs> <laughs> on May 6th, uh, which is when the the first 
big Marvel film of 2022 Ooh. releases, um, which is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, uh, which I'm sure a lot of people have either seen the trailer for now or did uh, when it was a post credit scene for Spider-Man No Way Before Home. Um, are you are you excited for this? I I am excited for this. Uh, I wasn't for a long time, and then I've right. realised that Bendit Cumberbatch and Magic has made a prevalent appearance through all of basically the MCU since Endgame. So this kind yeah. of feels like it'll be a good footnote. And a, well, one, this is a Sam Raimi film. It is. So oh, I do be, enjoy Sam Raimi. Yeah, it'll be his first spider, uh, superhero film since Spider-Man 3. It'll be his return to the format, if you will. Uh, and apparently there are going to be an insane amount of cameos from yeah. the history of Marvel. And I don't know if there can be any cameos other than the X-Men that people will know and want <laughs> Yeah, it's um it's an interesting one because as a as a standalone film, I wouldn't be interested in this because I mean I'd watch it because it's Marvel and that's yeah. what we do now. That's as consumers of We're culture, kind of that is what we do. Now. Um but the first Doctor Strange I was very underwhelmed by and I've since watched it again and I think it's an okay film but is essentially just a weaker Iron Man which yeah. came out almost a decade before it so it's kind of like well, you, you know you can't do that. Um <laughs> you're, you're physically but, not allowed how dare you? <laughs> it's forbidden. <laughs> um but yeah so I I am interested in this film though purely for the reason you just outlined which is that it's kind of meant to be a uh point at the screen and go wow I recognize <laughs> that thing. Uh, which I don't know, in, in a way, in a very cynical way, I mean, I said that very cynically, but I kind of, you know, I'm sort of like, am I really excited for this film then, if that's why? It's almost like, you know, that's almost not, it's not what I look for in a film, yeah. which does it's sound very wanky and pretentious, film, I get it, it's but it's like... more of a sightseeing. Yeah, and it's like, okay, like, yeah, undoubtedly in the cinema, if we're sat there and Hugh Jackman's Wolverine comes slicing onto screen with the 80s X-Men theme blaring in the background from a boombox, um, I will, you know, I'll be, I will be entertained. But does that mean that I'm excited for this as a movie? Not really, to be honest. No. Um, so what are you going to do? You know, fight me? Yeah, probably. That's what we tend nice. to do. Uh, I'm um, excited for also seeing a, I think because this would be the first movie where a Disney Plus show would have progressed the plot, if you know what I mean. As in, Do I know what you mean? Well, as in, because obviously we had WandaVision and then Scarlet Witch oh, is going to be in the movie, so it would be the first yeah. time, because that it was supposed to happen about the Netflix stuff of like, it's in the same universe as the Avengers, and it never really ran through until now. Uh, whereas this yeah. is physically, you have to go and watch WandaVision to know what has been going on in the Marvel movies. So it's, I'm excited to see that kind of trepidatious, how do they push through? Do they just do a sum up? Do they just go as if you just expected to know? I'm excited. Yeah. You know? I feel like they will, they'll probably frame it so that if you haven't seen the TV show, you can still enjoy the movie. Yeah. Um, but it will be kind of like, you know, we were talking about with Spider-Man No Way Home, where if you have that background knowledge, it does really it accentuate it your, yeah. Um, yeah, accentuate your viewing of it. Uh, Doctor Strange was actually the only entry that I had for May. Have you got anything else is, at all? Uh, I've got uh, a couple things. Again, a lot of them are just juxtaposed i think this is when they're gonna come out but i've got okay. no real hard evidence uh so you've got uh for the game section i've got forespoken uh, i've which heard is, of that i don't think yeah, i've seen much about that it. was that new square enix it was like that project athena one 
where okay. it was it was basically just a trial of the Unreal Engine. So it looks gorgeous. And as you know, with Triangle Strategy, uh, we love a gorgeous game here. We so. do. Already. More so than any other actually significant element yeah. like gameplay exactly. or writing. If it looks <laughs> as long good, as it looks pretty. It will be fine. Uh, I've got the Advanced Wars remakes. I don't know if you ever played the Advanced War games. I as, did not. As a child. Uh, they were on the Game Boy Advanced. Uh, really, really fun, just sort of turn based RTS games. Very excited for the remakes of them. Uh, I've got the Kenobi series. Because that is oh, okay. going to come out in 2022. And I think because of the announcements made for it, it will be probably more on this tail end of the year than later in the year. Uh, right. I uh, That's the only Star Wars show that I really give a shit about. I'm enjoying Boba Fett, but it's Obi-Wan Kenobi. You get yeah. more lightsabers and the Vum Vums and the Hayden Christensen coming back. It's going to be good. <laughs> It's gonna be fun. Yeah, I'll probably actually check that one out. I haven't watched. I haven't watched Mandalorian. I haven't watched Boba Fett. Um, I might at some point, but as you say, I feel like the return of uh, Ewan McGregor, Ewan McGregor, is is reason enough to kind yeah. of get me pique my interest uh, um, at Kenobi. I'm surprised. I don't know if I agree with you that it'll be out in May, um, but I don't know. Just because I feel like they're currently releasing Boba Fett. Uh, I don't know. It's difficult because well, no, I, I, I think it's going to go Boba Fett, and then you're going to get your Moon Knight, and then immediately you're going to get your Kenobi. Because I think yeah, they're going to that makes sense swap actually. Between. But I did also think that Moon Knight was going to come out in April, so it doesn't leave a lot of time for Kenobi to come out. But fuck it, we're going wild here. We're going crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, that makes sense actually because Disney have been structuring their series where there's pretty much never a gap, like yeah. one week, Which, one ends, and then I'll be honest, I kind of really like it because it means there's always something new to watch. Yeah, but also yeah. I'm I'm a slave to Disney. It's it's part of my contract. <laughs> you just love that mouse. Yeah. Um, okay, what was your, your other entry for May? Uh, the last one was a game that is coming out which wasn't on my radar. Again, this was a, a, a late edition by my lovely girlfriend uh, called The Lies of P, which oh, is... Oh, that Pinocchio thing you yeah, told me about. It's, it's basically Bloodborne, but if all the enemies were steampunk and you play as Pinocchio when there's <laughs> been a plague and everyone's dead and everyone's just real sad. A very normal sounding plot. Exactly. Of course. But nice. I I don't know. This year's also been all about Pinocchio, because isn't there like a new Pinocchio film coming out at the end of the year as well? Um, I don't know because I think that that was uh another Guillermo del Toro kind of project that was announced. Oh, but I'm where staying he's away been... then. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. I watched You're it on horrified already. We'll do it. Um but where he's doing I mean, he he made Nightmare Alley ages ago, I think, and then the pandemic mm. really delayed it. So maybe he is working on that. I don't know. I think he's still working on it. I was he listening to a podcast stop. with him. He doesn't. He's a busy man. He lives out um, in spite of me. He just wants to make good films. <laughs> he's your nemesis. Um, my okay. Should we move on to June? Which, which is uh, the, June is a good month for me. June is a good month, which is the sixth month of the year. I had to double check. <laughs> uh, and is also the final month that we will cover on this episode. But don't worry, as we said, we will be back next week to cover the rest of the year and beyond. Um, but June, the start of June, June 3rd, very recently announced the release date for this. Uh, the Boys Season 3. Woo! Another premium Amazon superhero violent show similar Some to Some might Invincible. say our very namesake. 
Some may say that. I would not. You would. They are the sum. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I like the boys season one and two a lot to the point where when season two ended, I um, purchased the entire graphic novel collection and read all of them uh, and very much enjoyed it. Uh, so I, I I read it quite a while ago, though, to the point where I've kind of forgotten most of the main plot beats i know that this season three they're going to cover um hero gasm which was an arc in the comics which almost exactly as it sounds is basically where all of the horrible superheroes um go to an island for a a giant orgy party uh so i don't know how fun is what it's gonna be I don't know how uh, how graphic they're going to get with that because I know the boys does have a lot of graphic violence and nudity, but I mean in the comic it is literally you know a, a, a festival of fucking. Some may say is this where we it turns out that Jeff Bezos has just bought OnlyFans as well and he's trying to <laughs> merge merge everything um, together. So yeah, very much looking forward to the boys. I know we are both big fans, so you will mm. undoubtedly be watching that if I'll you can fit it in between it. your thousandth uh, Atlanta mm. season three rewatch by that point um i would say hundreds of thousands you're you're cutting me short there boy (laughs) the big big boys um what else you said june was Uh, a big month for you what else have you got going on big boys there aren't many bigger boys than a goddamn t-rex because (laughs) i thought you were gonna say buzz light yeah (laughs) 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 right yeah t-rex conventionally there was a few months there's a few movies actually you've just reminded me because i was like oh my june's quite empty what do you want about you got loads but i saw films like jurassic park and i think there's one other in there that you're looking forward to and i was uh, like there's uh, not. i'm not going to include these just okay. jurassic park uh jurassic park dominion where finally yeah. the dinosaurs are out of the park there's no more the park. dinosaurs are roaming They're around roaming around there was the last shot of the fallen kingdom was of the mosasaur about to eat a surfer dude so I'm excited to see how that plays out. I reckon it's only nice. going to go one way. Um, Probably gets eaten, yeah. I'd imagine. I, yeah, but we can't spoil it yet. It's okay. all happening. Sorry. Um, Sorry for ruining that. I, I like I like big dinosaurs and just loud noises. I'm essentially a five-year-old, I've realised. <laughs> You're a toddler. I was yeah. describing <laughs> my, my viewing pleasure. Um, it's yeah, good I'm to know that your um, yeah your it. interests haven't evolved since you no. were five years old. <laughs> I'll sit and clap um, in front of a Godzilla movie for about seven hours. So easily I entertained. Thought, I thought that the previous Jurassic World movie, I can't even remember the subtitle for it, um, was fucking awful. So <laughs> I'm not very interested I in this. But I, <laughs> you're a filthy dirty heathen. You're a hundred percent correct, but you're still a filthy <laughs> dirty heathen. <laughs> I will go watch this with you because you will go and watch oh. Red Rocket with me. Oh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> That's the trade-off. Uh, yeah. I get so four there months is... of punishment before I can enact my revenge. <laughs> There's two other uh, big movies coming out for me in June. Uh, mm. So I'll start with one of those and then I'll pass the baton off as we are want to do. Um, the first of those, as I teased a moment ago, is Lightyear, uh, which is coming out 17th oh. of June. Buzzy it's a big Pixar, big Pixar release. Buzzy Boy, Buzz Lightyear. Um, I don't think. I guess it's a prequel film, but it's basically being framed, I think, as a film that would exist within the Toy Story world, because is it's it not be about in the Toy Story world, or is it just? Well, it's it's a in the Toy Story spin-off. world. If you'd if you would allow me to explain, okay, Thomas, you just, I can you explain. Go crazy. I'll, um, I'll so it's not, <laughs> it's not. It's uh, not a film about Buzz Lightyear the toy as you know him. 
it's a film um, about Buzz Lightyear, the astronaut, <laughs> on which the toy from the Toy Story films is based. Um, Chris Evans of Captain America fame is voicing uh, Buzz Lightyear. And uh, yeah, there was only, I think, a, a teaser released at the end of last year, which didn't give away too much beyond that this film exists. But look, I love Pixar and I love the Toy Story series. So I will go and watch this and probably have a very delightful time. See, now that you have slightly blown my mind, where it's taking a while to get the sentences in my head, it might be the scotch, okay. it might be the, the thought process. Um, if this is a fact of in the Toy Story universe, the events of Buzz Lightyear are canon, basically. Um, mm. And then they've done a toy based on this famous astronaut in their world. Obviously, Buzz Lightyear's main villain is Zerg. Does that mean that there are alien invasions in the Toy Story universe of an <laughs> evil Darth Vader-like emperor who I comes down from the be. skies? Oh, I'm I think seeing there might this have to be. Yeah. Now, I think I think Zerg exists in real life in the Toy Story world. Yeah. Um, and I they don't know, decide maybe. to make an adorable toy of him for money purposes. <laughs> I mean, it would be very boring if the film is just like he flies to the moon and comes home again. So I think there is going to be intergalactic How space adventures. How dare you? I would love I'm sorry, that. Buzz Aldrin. Um, <laughs> but, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, so, add add yeah. some more light. I can't wait until they say the words infinity and beyond. It's going to happen, and I'm going to give a nice woo when it does. They're a hundred percent going to say that. It's going to be like in Solo, where he's like, "Oh, what's your what's your last name?" He's like, "Oh, I haven't got one. I've got no family." So, I'm going like, to call Han Solo. Solo. <laughs> and then yeah, the credits oh, came God. on. Everyone started. I wish cheering. they did. Um, <laughs> What's your what's your other big? Have you got any other big ones for June? Uh, I I've got it's nothing big. Uh, I've just got here Cuphead DLC question mark. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that that is slated to come out in June, but that's very brave uh, of you to I'll try and put you, it in there anyway. I'll have you know it is actually slated for June. Oh so my goodness! Already, okay. you're a dirty, filthy liar. I get that. You a lot. stop this. Uh, nice. Yeah, I I like Cuphead. I played a decent amount of it. You technically finished it so you've got that going for you, you as well my girlfriend does that she's not even into games but she knows that i didn't 100 percent finish cuphead no. i got to i tried doing the devil which is the final boss uh couldn't do it and so there's an option where you can just agree to sell your soul and then you see the credits so i did that and every time now i say yeah i finished cuphead she like i could be out in the middle of fucking mumbai and she'd pop out of nowhere and go no you didn't so yeah, yeah i think so, that that wasn't me kieran that was your girlfriend inhibiting you can tell it's a, so it's a bit of a sore spot um <laughs> Yeah. That was anger. Okay. That was real anger. That was anger. It was fury. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that. I like Cuphead a lot uh, and I'm excited just for more Cuphead. I think there is a Cuphead Netflix series in development. There is and I, a Cuphead Netflix series in development. I'd hazard a guess that will come out this year, but I, I honestly don't know. I would hazard a guess. It, well, it's late for 2022. I think if they were smart, they would put it in June because then they've got that synergy of both. That does make sense, actually. Show. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. But I'm that art style is gorgeous, man. and the music is beautiful. Yeah, uh, so I do love. We'll it's it is done a rebirth of ragtime, essentially. I think it was like rebirth the, of ragtime. The vinyl that they did with the music, like I think it sold out instantly. It was like one of the fastest yeah. selling video game soundtracks. So it doesn't got surprise that me. 
It's very, uh, it's very pleasant. It's very just not yeah. pleasant. It's it's not like calming. It's just. Uh, I'd say it's, it's top tier. You've got that, and you've got the Persona Five soundtrack. Are the two soundtracks yeah. I will listen <laughs> I to outside of playing the games. Um, the final one I've got for June is a horror film, which I hope that you are aware of. But if not, then you will definitely come and see with me because I think you'll be really into it. Mm. Um, it's called The Black Phone, uh, ah. which is directed by Scott Derrickson. Who I, people I, will know? A, I really thought you were about to say Guillermo del Toro. I was no. very angry. <laughs> he's a busy guy. <laughs> he is, he's um, yeah, no, Scott Derrickson, uh, who did uh, Sinister, um, among other things, and we do yeah. love Sinister do very love, much. Did he do Sinister Two as well? Or is that different? I know? don't think so. I don't think he was involved in the sequel. Or he was probably was like an executive producer, but I don't think he directed it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Black Phone. I will say, if people are listening to this, uh, don't watch the trailer for it because it gives away everything. And I very much regret okay. watching the trailer for I, it. I will not um, watch the trailer for it on your yeah. behest. Don't do that. Uh, but just a quick description for you. Uh, Ethan Hawke is the main person in it, also of Sinister fame and many other things. Um, and <laughs> He's he only been is... in Sinister and that is it. <laughs> he has. Um, he is a, I believe, like a child kidnapper. Uh, I don't think he'd put that on his CV. <laughs> oh, so fun. Um, it's a fun movie. Well, it's a horror movie. So he kidnaps this kid and I think the kid basically tries to escape from his confinement uh, and there's ghost children and all kinds of scott derricks and uh funness i might i feel like i could be saying that name wrong and it would annoy me if i was so i'm just going to quickly give that a google but uh yeah i like uh ethan hawk a lot i like um no it's scott derrickson there we go uh i like scott derrickson a lot i think off the top of my head no i was gonna say he did the most recent uh, Invisible Man, but that was actually the guy who also is in Saw, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, do you have anything else for June, Tom? I, are we are we done, Zoe? I don't. Uh, I've got okay. the fact that Ghostwire Tokyo might come out in that month, but because that's speculatory, I'm going to leave that as a little cliffhanger uh, oh, for oh my goodness. next week's episode, where people will be like, "What the fuck is Ghostwire Tokyo?" and they've got a whole week to Google it. Look at that. Should we uh should we bring this instalment to a I, close? But, I would uh, say prepare for another one. This is this can be a nice tail end to part one of the saga of twenty twenty two. Uh very exciting. Next week we'll be refreshing the saga of twenty twenty two. we for us it will be instantaneous. For you it's a whole week. I'm so sorry about that. Um but yeah, we'll just we'll kick off we'll kick off from July, what's coming out, all the way to December, and then do a couple of speculations of not only things that are announced for twenty twenty two that might come out sort of in there and don't have a month fit, but also what might be announced in twenty twenty two. So you've got very that exciting. to look forward to as well. There's so many goodies. We've been very oh nice my today. Goodness. So many goodies. Um well, as always, thank you very much for listening. Uh follow us on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, uh, and wherever you listen to your podcasts, give us a review on Apple Podcasts. That would be very much appreciated. As we mentioned, you can also review us on Spotify now, so you can leave a star rating. Um, and uh, yeah, just, just I don't know, so be nice to someone, just because <laughs> I told you so. That would be cool if people just be nice. Yeah. Uh, so let's, let's say goodnight to this episode 24 but very soon we'll be saying hello to episode 25 so do not fret uh, so we'll see you next week and uh bye